Miami sun, she won't get a chance. I ain't worried cause I know that she ain't got a man. When the sun sets in the nighttime, bay I ball like J400 in the right times. In Miami sun, she won't get a tan. I ain't worried cause I know that she ain't got a man. When the sun sets in the nighttime, bay I ball like J400 in the right time. She looking cozy, now that's a bust down. Welcome to episode 28 of the Zone Talk podcast. I am your host, Jamel. I'm back with Rashad, Devon, Nap, and who else? Gang in here. Gang is in here. Donovan's not here today. He'll be back next week. Shout out to the boy. Uh, but how we feeling today? We good. We good. We got a lot to talk about. Hey, man, we got a lot of things going on. Money to be made. You know what I mean? A change has come. <laughs> the day has come. <laughs> so as of last Thursday, uh, the NCAA, every NCAA athlete in the country will be able to make money uh, from endorsements and through a variety of other ventures, uh, which is amazing. We talked about this on the pod a few weeks ago, uh, but this is a huge development for recruiting um, and college athletes in general being able to monetize themselves and really maximize the value they get of that, of their likeness, their image, uh, and everything that gets taken for granted um, and has been taken for granted for years. So no more free money to the NCAA keeping these guys locked into these, uh, you know, these rules and everything. A lot more flexibility now. Yeah, man. I mean, jersey sales are definitely about to go up, I believe. College NCAA. Um, for the P four, the P five, they're gonna have the, the last names why, on NCAA. Why bro. does Devon always go straight to the video game <laughs> reference? Nah, come on, every, oh, every him, episode it's either Madden <laughs> reference, P two, but nah, that's facts. We <laughs> waiting on that NCAA to drop. Nah, yeah, but now, one thing I think about when it comes to college athletes getting paid, like if anyone else, like any other profession, is in college, like you can make money off what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're in music school and like. You can go throw a concert, bro, and like you can get paid for that, and you can still go to school. Ain't no problems. Ain't nobody talking about why'd you go make money. Like, yeah, it's just weird that the NCAA even had that in place. Like, like the fact that a college athlete is now able to do these things, like that's they're just giving them their right. Like, that's kind of crazy. Like, it's, it's like, like why weren't they able to do it in the first place? Because if someone's willing to pay them on the likeness of like who they are, like who are you to say no? Yeah, and they try and justify it with the fact that you get a scholarship, and they're like, oh, yeah. well, scholarship pays for your class. And it's like, scholarship like athletes still have, like, don't have money. Right. <laughs> like, the, the idea that scholarship athletes have all yeah, this free right. money like, on that's the another thing. is like, nuts. Sorry to cut you off, but, like, it's mostly going to impact and, like, benefit, like, low-income athletes who, like, wouldn't have money otherwise because all their time's occupied by being a student athlete. So that's a huge win, bro, like. Literally, I literally gave a speech about this, like, in college, I did, too, actually. It's crazy. Like, this has been a long time coming. Like, they needed to do that. They was probably feeling some pressure. Oh, absolutely. I think, um, you know, from the general public, I mean, a a lot of people have been on one side or the other. But I feel like in recent years, a lot of people have come to the conclusion that, like, these athletes should be paid to some extent. Like, whoever's willing to pay them, like, you should be able to, like, take that money and and be I or do it whatever you do like and in terms of just exposing your brand outside of the sport like we always talk about how athletes getting into these uh big deals and everything like that but a lot of the smaller athletes both people who bowl people who golf people yeah. who do xyz in your local community you'll be able to get some sponsorships and things like that that you know you probably weren't didn't have access to or weren't were unable to do 
uh, prior. So that's definitely a big plus. I mean, yeah, th- this is like this is probably like the greatest development in NCAA history, like easily for me. It's just like you find you're finally giving it's finally student based. You know what I mean? It's no longer completely about the business and no longer completely about the NCAA as an entity. They're now like investing into well, not investing, but they're now giving the student athletes uh, the freedom to invest in themselves and, and, you know, monetize their name. And whether that's off jersey sales, sponsorship, commercials, whatever, like they were never in the right in the first place to to stop these people from making money and and providing for themselves and their family. And I think they kind of came to the realization once it was brought to light and you get all these people speaking up and out about it and you got athletes making certain decisions on, you know, whether to pass up on college and go professional or, you know, take a year off or go play overseas or whatever um, before they go play professionally. And I think the NCAA realized that they're missing out on great talent and they're missing out on a lot of money that that talent would bring in with television views alone. Right. So they they would take the the bite on the merchandise and everything else, but they can't take the bite on that television deal that that kid's gonna bring every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, whatever day of the week that he's playing on because he's a top one hundred recruit. And the NCAA's been taking a lot of heat, so this just does better for their image overall. You look better by do, by making this move and making it happen. Yeah, it's overdue. Um, but the fact that you were able to make it, put it in place, at least now it's like, all right, you guys are kind of serious about, you know, having some change in terms of the structure that you have in place. That's kind of, um, dismantled everything for athletes to be able to do this, uh, from a financial perspective. So, um, that's definitely pretty cool as well. And them fireworks is going off. Yeah, I was going to say, we, um, we live in, in Dorchester. Massachusetts, where <laughs> the fireworks nonstop, they don't stop until <laughs> October. <laughs> For real. Um, no. But now, nah, one thing I did want to mention is I, I know we're uh, I know we're primarily a football podcast, but it was kind of crazy and uh, cool to see like ex NBA players coming out and speaking about like you know like I saw Chris Webber coming out and talking about like it's time to open up that the lock to that door and, yeah. and get our banners back up. Cause like, that's still like, it still means something to those players that they made it to the final four or like whatever. And I know there's obviously a list of athletes that we can go down the list and, you know, guys who have had things taken away from them. But I mean, the biggest one that we have, you know, is college football legend that we all, you know, grew up on and, loved watching and and that's reggie bush uh how you feel about that jamal yeah give reggie bush back his records his heisman um and honestly y'all owe him a written apology (laughs) a statement (laughs) like if i'm reggie bush because like we was talking about it earlier like man he didn't have to give back that heisman trophy and he did that out of the goodness of his heart because he knew what he did, like, like it was yeah. against he the knew, rules, but knew, in ju- yeah. it wasn't wrong. Like it, it's against the rules it, exactly. that were in place, yeah. and now those rules are no longer in place. So it's like, can you just like reevaluate the situation? Because I mean, there's no reason why it should stand that he doesn't have that Heisman Trophy and his records aren't there. Because everyone knows the 
the player he is and the only reason that they expunged those things is because of him accepting money as a college athlete. That's like, I mean, it's ridiculous. I don't think you can take away the success of a team and stripping them of national championships and of, you know, all these things and him of Heisman and stripping wins away from teams based off of a player taking endorsements. That to me is just, it's unfair because like Reggie Bush said, that had nothing to do with the hard work and dedication that he put in to the football field. Like, you know what I mean? He spent years and years of work to get to the level of athlete that he was, which, you know, I always say the Heisman is the greatest individual award that any athlete can receive because you're beating out thousands of other athletes. You're not just beating out 400 guys in the NBA or, you know, a couple hundred guys in the NFL. Like, yeah, like you're, you're the be, best you're, college you're football the best player college in the country. college football player in the country. Like, you, that is for you. And to to take that from a guy who it, who showed his class by saying, you know what, I can make you come chase me and try to find this trophy, or I can willingly give you this trophy, accept my consequences, but no, in the end, it's all going to come full circle, and I'm going to need that trophy back. And, and now is the time for him to to get that back i mean we we've been waiting and that's where we're at for sure i mean uh reggie deserves his flowers he is uh one of the icons of college football i mean i can only imagine how much the viewership increased during his time when he was playing uh, you know and he was a part of an electric team and there are a lot of guys like reggie in, in various sports that you know were done wrongly by this rule that shouldn't have been in place in the first place and um, now, it's, I mean, I think you gotta you gotta go back and change some things, change some records, go back, reinstitute all the things that you took away from these guys, um, and and make sure their names are remembered as well because they're definitely remembered by the fans. Right, and, and, and I, I just hope the NCAA like acknowledges that like if they're gonna make this rule change, like that's something that they have at least have to consider. And they definitely, I mean, I think Reggie Bush had a statement, but like they're like basically like weren't really that interested in like resolving it so i mean hopefully people can like make noise about it because it's really just it's a matter of right and wrong like i believe he should have his things back <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just thinking about um <clears throat> like with college and like the nfl um or just like professional sports and college sports in general like the hierarchy of of um the sports like the you know you got the guys at the top like the owners and then the guys who set the rules and regulations but the people who are bringing in the money are the are the people who are providing the entertainment, such as college football players, NFL players, NBA, MLB. But the rules and regulations seem to favor the leagues themselves. Like I just think that's like completely backwards. Um, and I think now, like it's, it's a really exciting time um, for college football. We got a couple more things to talk about, um, which gives me more reasons to be excited about. Um, college football again um just because we're seeing all this change um and and good things like that so i mean we last week we talked about um 2023 the the playoffs expanding um i think now it's like a really good time for for college um sports um i think yeah just more people will be tuning in the approach um, like just imagine being like a high schooler right now knowing that like 
Yeah. Wow. Like, I'll be able to like help myself even sooner than like going to the league. Like yeah. now guys will probably be willing to stay all four years again. Like, you know, like NCAA basketball, like guys are usually one and done, but like, I don't know about yeah. all that, but I mean, no, yeah, obviously they still want to go to the league, but like yeah. there's going to be those situations where like, I'll, you'll yeah, definitely guys, see. It'll be adv- advantageous for some guys. Right. That, you Absolutely. know, to stay back maybe one more year, you might not stay all four. Right. Right. But, right. You know, that extra year might help in more ways than one. Yeah. Now. So like what the NCAA believes that they're giving away or like they're going to get it back in return. Like the athletes are going to, it's just, it's just the correction that needs needed to be like in place, basically. And and I don't know what it is. If it was like somebody in the administration, I don't know how this got pushed forward, like all the way through. But shout right. out to all the people that put in the work to do so, because yeah, yeah. you had to have a lot of people with this mindset in place beforehand that are like, nah, these these are the rules, and this is how we've always done it. And it really takes some innovation to be able to go in there, go against the grain, and then really come out on top and make this happen. Understanding the impact it'll have on football fans, on college football, on the image, and getting that return and not knowing how it's going to come back monetarily. You don't, you know, it's not like they're going to get a billion dollar check because they did this or anything like that. But you're going to, you know, reap the benefits in more ways than one, like you said, um, down the line. And you just have to have the vision to kind of see that. And I think that's where, you know, we've gotten now with this. So uh, definitely great. And um, give Reggie his shit back, man. Yeah. Yo, and one thing I did want to, just touch on before we left that is like how sad it is that it's taken like this long for this to happen you know one thing that i always go back and kind of think about and laugh at is uh do you guys remember the ohio state tattoo yo you literally like read my mind bro i was just thinking about that like do (laughs) y'all remember the miller no 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 that was terrell Pryor. Oh, it's real prior, yeah. So they they were getting they were like basically getting free tattoos and like selling like merchandise and selling their like jerseys and stuff yeah. like that and profiting off it. And in in like the long term it kind of ruined Jim Tressel's coaching career. Like as far as Jim like, Tressel. Yeah, like it kinda <laughs> like you, you know, tainted his career and I you know, I haven't heard much about him on the coaching team since. Was, was that when they um was that when Urban Meyer took over and they went undefeated and weren't able to? Yeah, they were. They went thirteen and zero and yeah. weren't able to like play, uh, yeah. go. Yeah, but it, it's just like things like that is like you know now we're in a time where certain things like that won't happen and you know you got players getting suspended for X amount of games because yeah. they want they want a little bit of money in their pocket and like I think these are things that people are starting to see are now a little bit more ridiculous and like. Just as simple as give give the kids what they want, give the kids a little bit of, uh, give them their own name, let them run or, with their own name, and then yeah, because it's not like everyone's going to be right. making like millions of dollars. Yeah, like, it's going to help some more than others, and then there's going to be those situations like the next number one draft pick, like he's going to get his endorsements earlier type deal. But like, I mean, for the typical college athlete who's just like playing somewhere, I mean, it's just going to allow them to maybe help themselves in some way. So, I mean, it's just a great thing, honestly. So just to look at it from the uh, uh, devil's advocate perspective of how this might impact uh, potential colleges, recruits, and things like that, uh, it makes me wonder what the power struggle is going to look like when it comes to those top-tier teams and what they're able to offer as opposed to some of those smaller colleges um, and, and the offer the opportunities that might be available in those areas. Like some places are going to be more desirable than others. So does right. that potentially shake up 
you know, the the amount of concentrated talent in a certain area or in a I certain can definitely region. See that. So you're, so you're saying like, like being is, somewhere rural, um, you know, where if you're in at BYU in a rural yeah. area as opposed to being in Miami or right. somewhere like that, you know, those opportunities might swing one way or the other. That's the only potential thing that I could potentially see, you know, could be an obstacle um, for some of those schools. Think about going to like Wisconsin versus going to like USC. Think about the endorsement differences that the you, exposure, that a potential like, recruit could have going to yeah, it's South definitely going to factor in no Los doubt. Angeles or you know what I mean, Los Angeles rather than you know Madison, Wisconsin, where they what are you going to get a deal with a brewing company at <laughs> nineteen, eighteen? <laughs> yeah, I wonder how teams are going to adjust to that. Like, will they have to? They'll definitely have to, like, like. Sorry to cut you off. That definitely have no, to, like, yeah. like inform the athletes on how to like deal with this like properly. Like, cause well, I mean, I'm, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of like not gray area, but like situations that are like, oh, this college athlete like was doing this. I feel like it kind of blurs the line of whether they're pros or not. Cause like, besides the fact that they're taking college courses, like at that point, like if I'm getting a five million dollar endorsement deal from Nike. Like, I don't need to go to class. You feel me? Like things like I'm, that. I'm like thinking in the sense like as far as schools trying to land certain recruits, like how will it look as far as teams adjusting to these changes in order for them to to get these to top recruits? Compete. Yeah. Like, what is that going to look like as far as like you know the new regulations or the new um, things that are set in place now? Like, I'm just thinking about like how will teams go about that and even like the the smaller schools or le- less competitive schools because um, obviously we know like like Bama obviously like I think they're going to as a result they're probably going to land more recruits or maybe I, mean, I don't think so because I think they'll just land the same amount of recruits they already have yeah a, a, maybe a school like Bama um uh, is different because they just already have like the name and the and the title everything everybody knows about and they're Bama. Al- they're also in Alabama so like endorsement deals are going to come more from like local Alabama places and maybe if you're the star guy you're getting like you know maybe four or five guys on the team are getting like you know national endorsements but it's not like going to be like oh Bama got a hundred guys on the team. They're all they're all endorsed. Like yeah. nah, yeah, yeah. It's so never yeah, gonna be. That. I was curious about that. Like, no. literally, how will it look as far as again teams trying to compete? Because so college football is just crazy because it's just like there's a monopoly of of guys <clears throat> um, on these like the the top teams. Like after the I said on the last part, like after the top five teams. Um, in the country, there's like a crazy drop off in talent. Typically, we see every year. So, how will like other teams kind of adjust again to these rules and you know help themselves become um, more of a winning program um, based off of the new rules that are set in place now? Yeah, it'll be um an interesting dynamic that you know we'll continue to update you guys on. Um, I think one of the biggest things that's gonna happen is just sponsorship posts like on Instagram and Facebook, Twitter. Yeah, you like them already. <laughs> like I mean that stuff. Power social media. Like a Yo, company in California could hit you up to sponsor. Hold something. up, hold up. Shout out to Kellen Grady. 
Yes. Yo, Callan Grady, the first college athlete to get a shoe deal with iSlide uh, out of um out of Boston. Based out of Boston, man. Based out of Boston. So shout out to iSlide Boston and shout out to Callan Grady, uh Boston native, uh Catholic Memorial alum, Davidson alum, current uh, uh sorry, uh Northfield Mount Hermon alum and now current Kentucky graduate That's transfer. Cool. Looking forward to seeing him do his thing this upcoming season with Kentucky, but it's it's always good to see guys from around the way breaking barriers, and you know no this doubt. is a huge one. Yeah, good for him. Absolutely, and um, that that's gonna be big. So huge, huge win for the NCAA. Huge win for athletes, recruits going forward. Um, and and just big, big for the football world in general. A lot of good things happening in football. It's a great time to be a fan of football, uh, find a new team to be a fan of college football. Uh, definitely a great time for it. Um, now looking into, uh, we talked about Ohio state a little bit, uh, getting into some high school football. We did hear recently that, uh, the number nation's number one overall football prospect, uh, defensive lineman JT Tuomalu, uh, probably saying his name wrong, but he committed to Ohio state and Ohio state has now landed five of the top 10 recruits in the country. Uh, based on 247 sports. So, very impressive. Looks like they're going to be pretty competitive for years to come. They got, bro, they got two. <laughs> they got the number one defensive lineman and the number five defensive lineman. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, no, actually, no, no, that's no, no, overall no, 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 prospect. No. They have the number one and yeah. number two defenseman, yeah. defensive lineman yeah. in the country. That's absurd. <laughs> like, what? They also have the number one <laughs> offensive lineman in the country. And they also have the number two uh, uh, receiver in the country. Yeah, so uh, keep a lookout for that Ohio so five, State offense. So five dudes in the top ten, according to 24-7 sports. That's nuts. It's a monopoly, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, crazy. another another, another football factor, right? Man. Like, <laughs> yeah, Kansas ain't going to compete with them. Like, hey. He ain't going to find those, none of these schools out in the Midwest or in the Mid Atlantic region. None of that. <laughs> if you ain't. If you know, you're one of these top tier guys is gonna be tough. You know what's crazy though? I wonder if like what like the marketing and stuff that we're talking about. I wonder if like the the schools in the Chicago area, since it's a big city, like I wonder if schools like those and like we'll we'll start seeing places like schools in like Houston, like schools like guys that go to school in Houston. Yeah, places Northwestern like that. was like a little bit ahead of the curve with all this stuff. They got like the players' union there. I believe Northwestern athletes are like able to get compensated in some way yeah. already actually yeah they have some yeah they they, they had something happen a couple of years ago yeah so yes yeah, this what's up yeah definitely uh great school and um it's exciting like i said man college football uh exciting time exciting time but getting into some of the nfl news this week we did see uh pff came out with their top 50 best players in the nfl right now um and this is going into the 21 2021 2021 season basically the ranking is a projection of what they think will happen not necessarily reaction uh, to a spectacular underwhelming 2020 season additionally positional value is not considered here so a lot of there's a lot of safeties guards things like that uh that have just as good of a chance to rank as high as quarterbacks um who would typically dominate the list if positional value was heavily factored this is in order this this list is numbered and these players are in order from one to 50 according to pff according to pff let me just say before we go on my fault now but before we go on like 
like PFF, like I'm a huge fan of it because obviously, like when you when you go on the site and the information that they have, it's very statistic based, and it's like I don't know, like. It, it's useful. You, you can. It's useful, but at the same time, I feel like you can overanalyze the game. Absolutely. Um, That's a great point. You can overanalyze. Like it has a really good, like, resourceful information. But and at the same time, things. like, the metric systems that they have in place, I think they kind of overcomplicate simple talent, such as guys that were left off the list. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely not foolproof. Um, and I think the thing is, you know, because they've been expanding the last couple of years and they've been partnering with the NFL, mm-hmm. um, their thing is they want everybody who watches or absorbs PFF content to believe that everything they say is like, where does go? Like, where does right. bond? Yeah, like, yeah. this is how it is. This is just what happens. We broke it down. We did all the, we looked at all the plays, da, da, da. And it's like, yo, your system can still be flawed. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, there's I, a lot of things that don't come up on a stat sheet. And, like, theirs is opinions are heavily stat-based. Yeah. And it's just like, I mean. I definitely have mixed feelings about P- PFF. I and, mean, the, and then the, just to give them, you know, a little bit of benefit of the doubt, no matter what 50 you make, there's going to be guys who get left off. Yeah. But I just feel like, I mean, one of the main ones that jumps off to me is Lamar. Like, Lamar Jackson isn't a top 50 NFL player. Like that's a he's joke. an NFL MVP. That's a joke. That's a joke. Like, that it's not like you know. There's some guys who are like rookies and first and second year guys, but like none of those guys are MVPs uh, or so reigning here, MVPs. Here's my question. So I I came across this obviously, um, and like what I would like to do is like <laughs> what could possibly like figure out like I want to figure out what could they have possibly left. Lamar off the list. Like, for what reasons can we think of as far as Lamar being left off the top fifty? No, I mean, it's you just, already mentioned like he was MVP. I mean, it's not even about why he's left off. It's about who's put in front of him. Your fiftieth player on the list is Dak Prescott. Yeah, I mean, and and Dak's not. It's <clears throat> it's not no. That's no shot at Dak, but Dak's not an NFL MVP. Facts. Yeah. Dak, Dak, his second year in the NFL, did not lead his team to the playoffs and win an NFL MVP. Yeah, man. I mean, you got guys like Xavier Howard, who was coming off in, what, nine or ten interception season? Not making the list. Um, he was, Mink, I'm assuming he was all pro. Minka um, Fitzpatrick, renownedly known as one of the best secondary, one of the best secondary guys in the NFL, doesn't make the list, but they got um, – what what's my guy's name? Uh, Bradbury, James Bradbury. James Bradbury, great player. Don't get me wrong. Oh, he's a corner. Don't uh, get me wrong. He's a corner, but that's fine. Yeah, I look at but, yeah. DBs all. I like if they're gonna put corners on there. You know what I mean? Where's Gilmore at? That we talk about him all the time. I don't see him on the list. Yeah, and he. You know, you don't want him on this I, list. Uh, <laughs> that, that that's fine, but like in the grand scheme of things, this is the defensive player of the year. This is yeah, a yeah. you know guy who's known for being a top tier corner, and he's not on this list. Yeah. yeah, and PFF is some of the people that have been touting him as you know. They're they're the reason that he's corner, so. exactly. Thank you, Jamal. So that's mm. uh that's where it gets confusing. Um, Alvin Kamara, thirty yeah. ninth. Yeah, thirty ninth best player in the NFL. Alvin Kamara. 
Yeah, I was um I was looking at it. So Nick Chubb is ranked at two spots ahead of Alvin Kamara. And simply put, I think it's safe to say that Kamara does more as a running back um, in the NFL because of his receiving ability that Nick Chubb doesn't bring to the table. Um, so I thought that was a little flawed. Um, obviously, these are this is his opinion. Uh, Sam Monson, who is the one that made the list. But seeing that Nick Chubb was, what, 37 and then Kamara at 39, um, mm-hmm. how do we make sense of that as far as we knowing, again, um, Kamara brings more to the table, um, possesses more abilities um, as a running back, especially in the NFL where um, teams are looking for running backs that are able to do more out of the backfield, such as catch the ball, sometimes line up out wide. Um, so Derrick Henry is the only running back in the top we, How 20. do we make sense of that? <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, do, I don't agree with that. Yeah, I, I would have Alvin Kamara higher than Nick Chubb. And um, it, it's just very confusing to see, like, how they might have uh, come to these conclusions. And it's not to say any of these guys are bad no, no, or no. anything like that. It's just and, – and, yes, you're going to get debate about any top 50 that you make. But it's just sometimes the reasoning can be confusing when it doesn't apply for every group of guys that you're talking about. Like – if the reasoning applies for Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, but it doesn't apply for the receivers that they have up here, it's like, I don't know how this is a universal thing that you're able to just say, all right, this is the top 50 overall. McCaffrey at number 30. <laughs> like One thing I noticed about this was that they had two tight ends in the top 10. It just seems like to me that they like are showing that the tight end position is like, oh, like if you have a good tight end, like, I don't know what they're trying to say. Like but that, they're also undervaluing running backs by putting right. every other running back besides Derrick Henry outside of the top twenty five. Like they got Travis Kelsey at three. Like you can that like he's an excellent player. Like I mean, I'm not gonna argue that. But then George Kittle at nine, I believe. Like I mean, George Kittle is one of the best tight ends in the NFL, but the ninth best player in the league. Yeah, I mean over DeAndre Hopkins at who is at seventeen. Yeah, and I think that that's confusing to me just because you have George Kittle at nine, but you don't have Darren Waller on the list. Yeah, who was another guy, notable guy who Might. was left off. Those are, those are only two tight ends on the list, and they're both in the top ten. Like, so that's just pretty confusing to me. I think, I mean, even George Kittle got injured, um, and so I, I know, like, he's had some injury problems as well. Darren Waller early in his career wasn't as effective because of what he was going through. But, I mean, he's been consistent for a couple of years now. Uh, and so it's like, how does that not put you in that top 50 if you have two tight ends in the top 10? Um, and, and so this list overall, very confusing. Um, all these guys are talented. Uh, it's just, you super, know, the, super the, talented at that. Yeah. Yeah. These are the best players in the league. No doubt about that. But um, they miss guys like you miss guys and you're going to miss guys. But it's just it doesn't make sense how you missed certain guys. There's not a center on the list. So none of the centers are any of the best 50 players in the NFL. Frank Ragno. Who just got a crazy contract. Yeah, it's like the highest paid center in the league. is not on the list at all. Um, and we already talked about Lamar not being on the list. Derwin James. Yeah, Derwin James. I can understand that one. With, the, understand the, with that one. the injuries, I, I can see that. And Darren Waller was just outside of their top 50. And I'm like, how is that drop off between Kittle and Waller so deep? How is yeah. he 40 spots worse? Um, but... You know, I don't, I don't think the gap is that big. But 
like we said, I mean, we said this before. PFF isn't is is an all fact. It's yes, it's based on stats, but not football isn't based on stats. Like the game it doesn't just, always, yeah, yeah. The game just isn't statistic like all statistics. Yeah. Like there's just so many other factors um, that you have to include, and it's gonna be tough for anyone to make a top fifty. Let's be realistic here, but um, just think this one uh, is is flawed, especially with the way they tout. Uh, PFF that's kind of like the go-to. I love 16. how nobody argued with Aaron Donald at one. There's just no argument. You ain't going to get no argument from me. <laughs> 16. Jalen Ramsey. You could argue Patrick Mahomes, but like, we're not about to just sit here and do the offense-defense yeah. thing yeah. all day today. Yeah. yeah. One thing I do love, though, we were talking about before we got on, was Quentin Nelson at number four. Number Yeah, yeah number four like overall player. Like, I like that one a lot. Because that, that man is a dog. <laughs> he uh, hasn't let up a sack in like we were talking Four about this years clip that we saw like that. on social media where he, like, drops back to pass protect and he realizes, like, no pressure is coming from, like, head up on him. And so he just immediately, like, books it over. He plays, like, what, right guard? Or he plays guard. He, I think yeah, he plays I left guard. I think he was at left guard. Yeah. And he just, like, kicked all the way over outside the right tackle and, like, picked up a blitz. I was like, bro, I've can't never teach seen, yeah, you can't like, teach a that. lineman ever do anything like that. And, like, that was just, like, to me, yeah. I was like, wow, that's really, like, underappreciated. It was super because, instinctual, too. Yeah, like, yeah, that's, like, just That's just, like, preparation, aware, yeah. film work, awareness. Like, that's because, just incredible. Because even – Offensive line coaches, they might tell you to look and and see if like, something's look to coming. Help if, like, yeah. But realistically, they also know most guys aren't able to like make it there and actually. Usually, if a guy helps on play. like a offensive lineman, he's helping the guy like to his like yeah, immediate like, left or his immediate right. Exactly. He literally went over what the center guard tackle. He went over three players and picked up an outside blitz, bro. Word. And yeah, so if you haven't seen any Quentin Nelson film, look it up. It's very impressive. Um, he dominates like everyone he plays against. Uh, it's a very fun guy to watch if you like linemen, um, and if you like if you like football, you gotta like linemen. I'm I'm <laughs> done with the linemen disrespect. Yeah, yeah, you telling me, man? <laughs> I've been saying that since day one, man. But yeah, um, Jamel, it was mad funny. I was I don't know if you remember our conversation about like how we watched the game. I don't know how y'all watched the game as far as like literally like what sitting down on TV and watching the game. Um, and Jamel was saying how he watches like the offensive line, but like. Typically, like my yeah, they, brain just tells me to like the quarterback. As a as a like former defensive player, like when you're looking at the offensive line, they tell you like what the play is. So, yeah. the, like you can tell what the play is going to be immediately by looking at the offensive line. I look at, I look at the coverage. Like yeah. I look at the coverage before each play and look to see who's doing what because I like I like to look at it from the quarterback's perspective as like okay, what audible do I have here? What should I be doing? Who should I be checking What off? should like, be open? Yeah, or, what, yeah. like, and, and you guys know, like, even, like, as far as, like, even the way I play Madden against you guys, <laughs> I love bringing it, like, I, I'll let you, i like, say sometimes, like, all right, this guy, this guy should be open, or, like, <laughs> right. you know, like, yeah. I'll look at a coverage and, like, just be like, yep, I'm throwing this, like, Word. and I, I'm going to stick with it just because, like, in football, it's like, if you know what the defense is giving, you should know. You know the soft be. spot. Yeah. You know the, the soft spot. So like, shout out to Coach Coppola. Yeah, you gotta know. All, you gotta know all the coverage beaters. And so like, when I when I approach watching the game, like I always look, I always look at the defense first, secondary to see what's happening, and on the snap of the ball, if the line's standing up or if they're firing out. So, yeah, for me, I'm definitely big on because uh, obviously playing D line, I I just always look at the get offs. 
D-line, O-line. And then, like you said, it just tells you what the rest of the play is going to look like. I mean, um, you know, I like knowing if it's like there's going to be somebody pulling. Do they run more of a zone scheme? Do they run more of a man scheme? Um, because it just it just gives you an idea of the strategy it takes to beat that offense. Um, you know, when you're looking at it from a perspective, all right, like what coverages are we running? Why is this not working against them? All right, they can't set the edge. So clearly, like – it's just so many things you pick up on when you start to dissect the game a little bit, a little bit more, and um, you just start to appreciate certain positions more. You like, Absolutely. quite frankly, when you, when you know them, when you don't know them, if you start looking at a position a little bit more, and you see like that, like what it takes to actually play it well, and then someone to play it poorly, like mm-hmm. there's a dramatic difference. Right, <laughs> like, like having yeah. bad guard play. Like if the guard gets beat right off the line, he's right in the quarterback's face. Like yeah. so, having someone who's at that position, not only like holding it down, but like going above and beyond and being able to like help the team like immensely like that's crazy damn christian mccaffrey at number 30 that's disrespectful as yep. much as he does for hey, that entire team without at an least, offensive at line least, at least your team has a player up there oh my gosh bro <laughs> at least your at least your favorite team has a player on the <laughs> wait, list wait. we got yeah, a couple. we ain't got nobody we got a couple Nick, we don't got oh, nobody damn we ain't got nobody neither that's does right. the miami dolphins who's the best player neither the does right the jets who's the best player who who who's most deserving to be on this top fifty? Probably Gilmore. I was gonna say, yeah, Gilmore. Let's say Donta Hightower. Maybe uh maybe McCordy. McCordy. McCordy should be. Probably. His brother left, bro. His brother left. His brother's right. gone, yeah. but Devin McCordy should maybe. They sh- yeah, they should have been at least like at least in the just <laughs> missed the the fifty like, the, gra- the graphic. Yeah, <laughs> like they ain't even in the just missed part. Like they just not even close, but. It's whatever, you know, these things are, you know, can be somewhat subject, subjective. And um, obviously, you know, they try and, you know. Use Nobody likes the Patriots unless you're a Patriots fan. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah we get it. We get it. Um, but it is what it is. I mean, interesting list. Uh, wouldn't be mine. Not going to make one. 50, that's a yeah, lot. Because we, could, we could definitely spend all night um, talking about this list, but we got some other things to talk about. Uh, I know one of the things that came up on uh, Twitter that we had come across was, uh, and we debated in the chat, was uh, which quarterback had better career weapons, uh, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? Bro, honestly, like, <laughs> Brady, Boston, Brady era? Like, yeah. It, it, <laughs> like, the, what? Like, the fact that the graphic just got like, Brady and Randy in it, too, is like... Honestly, but, I think that might just, like, outweigh, like... All of it, all yeah. Of that. And then Gronk, too, like... It does, but it's like he had Randy for one year, and look at what they did. They broke records. <laughs> what, that's twenty three touchdowns. That, but that's what I'm saying. It's months. like he had one year of Randy. We're coming on what three years of Devontae Adams and and uh, that's a great point. And Aaron Rodgers, you know, granted he had Gronk, but Gronk wasn't always Gronk. You know what I mean? Like there yeah. were certain aspects that created Gronk to yeah, the and always, that he is within the Patriots. There's like, always been that narrative that Brady's able to make guys who are subpar, not subpar, but like yeah. not these household get the best names. Out of them, yeah. yeah, he's getting these guys to perform at, at the level of guys who are known. I mean, but Gronk is arguably the most physically imposing tight end in NFL yeah, he, history. Yeah, you're best tight right. end. Oh, in yeah. Don't, don't, get, don't, get, don't get it wrong. But, like, it, the lineup they have for Brady in there, it sounds like he's been working with, like, a, a, like a handful of talent his whole career. Like, Randy Moss, Julian Edelman, <clears throat> Mike Evans, Wes Welker, Corey Dillon, like, Rob Gronkowski. Like, Corey those names Dillon. sound – Those names are great on paper, but, like, he wasn't playing with all of them at once. Like, he – 
he literally had to work with minimum like on multiple occasions. So I just feel like, I mean, I wouldn't say that Rogers had better career weapons. I just feel like it needs to be mentioned. I think it's like, a lot closer. But um, you think it's what? I think it's a lot closer than it appears. As yeah, far as yeah. Like, I mean, again, like I just go back to Randy Moss. I like, think this year, <laughs> like, this year kind of separated it. When Brady went to the the Bucks because of the amount of talent that he finally had around him at once, they even got AB on that list. That's either. what I'm saying. They don't got Antonio Brown Godwin. on there. They don't got Godwin. Like those are good, very good players. Those are those players are better than like Dion Branch and Troy Brown and like <laughs> Dave, David Givens to me. Like, 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 sorry, like I love my no, old no Patriots, no but like no disrespect, but it was like a different time. These guys are better receivers rightfully so because it, the receivers are evolving and it's hard to not say that new age receivers are better than older guys there's only a select few older guys that are better than some I of the noticed, new um, guys the Packers they didn't have Randall Cobb or James like, Jones up there yo the Packers used to be like during that era the Randall Cobb Jordy Nelson that era and the young Devontae Adams like every Sunday that used to be my favorite team to watch because they would just spread it out and just Get crazy, bro. I remember I had uh, James like, Jones in fantasy, and he like led the league in touchdowns like the year I had him. Yeah, and it like was just 20, like was he was like, like the third receiver behind Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb with like think, seventeen think, touchdowns or something crazy. Yeah. Like it, it was absolutely absurd. And so um, I definitely think it's Brady had better the better career weapons. Um, but you know, Rodgers has had his fill of weapons. Like I think there's the stretches where Brady didn't have weapons. Was oh, worse yeah. than the stretches oh, where yeah. Rodgers, yeah, because he always think, had that's a point one, right there. like one guy like that he Devontae could kind of rely on. Jordy Nelson. But there <laughs> like, were times when Brady Jennings, was literally like, like, no, but he always had two options. It was never like now he has like a number one who's just yeah. like the the, the yeah, number the one number the, one yeah. like Devonte Adams is like the number one. But like back then he had Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb. It was Greg Jennings. And Donald Driver. It was like yeah. it's not like Word. it's just one guy. It was it was multiple, like, and it was like yeah, yeah, yeah. We had Edelman, but like so um, we also Edelman and Gronk as yeah, opposed Edelman to playing out the slot, you know, as opposed to Jordy Nelson and, and Randall Cobb. Jordy playing everywhere on the field. <laughs> Jordy Nelson was nasty. It was using him he, in a slew yeah. of ways. Bro, he was catching on everybody's neck, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yo. When I think about him, I think about his route running, bro. Like, he would really Shark. be cooking. And, you really don't, and he wasn't physically imposing. He was not a guy that was intimidating, if you looked at yeah. him necessarily. But, you know, the narrative, the white receiver. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I mean? But like, he was a NFL, hooper. Yeah. He was definitely a hooper. Um, but speaking of uh, the Green Bay Packers um, and everything going on with them, uh, we did hear Devontae Adams uh, talk about teaming up Potentially with college quarterback Derek Carr. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. I really had agency. no idea he played with him in college. I actually, I for, I forgot about that too. I, I, I didn't think about I, it. And then where I did see, they play? I don't together. think that's Fresno. something that Fresno State. And I think it's because oh. they went to Fresno State. Yeah, like, who else has come out of Fresno State? Um, and it's crazy <laughs> that they came out at the same time out of Fresno State. Like there was a run, another running back. I'm trying to think of came out of Fresno State. Um, but anyway, either way, but. Uh, what he said was, uh, quote, he's one of my best friends, so obviously it would be a dream to play with him, uh, but I'm a Packer now. So until that point where we make that decision, I guess we just got to uh, – we'll see what happens. Um, and basically, I mean, this definitely leaves the door open for a potential reunion, um, and I think this also speaks to the fact that Devontae is unsure about Aaron Rodgers' future in Green Bay. Um, 
if he if he's you know saying this and yeah throwing absolutely. that out there like he's at least open to the idea of leaving and he's like well if things get too uncertain here then I might be on my way as yeah. well but for now you know we'll just play it as it goes you personally know, personally I, I don't I don't see um, the Packers are allowing Devontae out I think they're gonna like. Well, that, well, that's they, the thing. I mean, that's why he's going to wait. They tweeted. They Well, somebody had put out like a tweet or something or an IG post saying that the the Packers had uh, like we're going to give him a deal that was going to make him the most the highest paid receiver in the NFL. And he commented under it that it was cap, which oh, makes I it seem. Yeah. Which makes it seem like even if they were willing to give him that bread. He's still willing, open to other options yeah. because he knows his worth and he knows, like, all right, like, he's gonna get paid I wherever can get, he goes. Yeah, I'm gonna get paid yeah. wherever I go. Why would I sit here with no disrespect to Jordan Love? But why would I stick oh. and sit here with a guy who's not, he's not solidified yet when I can go to Derek Carr, who's a playoff quarterback, um, proven that he's he can lead a team to a winning season and do good things the Ra- raiders are in a new location trying to make buzz in yeah. the city I mean, he the can be, he can become too. yeah already got chemistry you can become a face of a new city in the nfl yeah. going like, to vegas and after being in green bay i mean you, you want to talk about financial opportunities open up and all that and i'm sure he don't care too much about it but it is just a nice little incentive like you're closer to home too and the yeah. weather's the weather's nicer. Yeah, <laughs> there are a lot of reasons to be interested in Las Vegas right now. So um, I'd be interested to see it. I think that offense will look crazy. I don't know how they make it work financially because uh, they couldn't pay anyone on defense at that point. But I mean, I guess if you have the opportunity to get a talent like that, you just you take him and figure it out later. Um, and so I can't blame him on that. Um, some more news in the NFL this week. This is this isn't too big of news, but. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Larry Fitzgerald are both minor minority stake owners uh, of both teams in, in the NBA Finals. So Aaron Rodgers has a minority stake ownership in the Bucks, and Larry Fitzgerald has a mi- minority That's ownership news, stake bro. in the Suns. I mean, it's bigger than you know what I mean. Like we talked about, you know, with these dudes, like you know, all the, it's like oh, like all they do is like football. You know what I mean? Like they, they got like other that. things going on, but from a business standpoint, like. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I think it's even more impressive for Larry Fitzgerald, too, just because he's a receiver. And um, he hasn't always had, like, the highest-paying contracts. Um, but he's, yeah. put, he's put himself in a position. And, I mean, he, I don't know how long he's had that minority stake ownership. Like, I mean, the Suns have had some rough years. And so, you know, you don't know what type of – I mean, I'm sure it wasn't cheap by any means. But um, it could have been something a little bit favorable for him um, and feasible for him. Uh, but it's pretty dope to see, like, two guys having that – you know, outside interest in other professional franchises and really um, trying to obtain some ownership. I know that's a big thing going on. LeBron talks about that a lot. Um, and just a lot of guys, you know, want to get involved in ownership of professional franchises, things like that. Yeah, it's a, that was. I thought that was pretty cool that, you know, we got two NFL guys kind of invested in their city in other ways rather than just, you know, community work and stuff like investing in, in the other teams within that city, you know, one being the Bucks, the other being the Phoenix Sun. So shout out to both Rogers and uh, Larry Fitz for putting on for the city that they're repping right now. What's up? Shout out to y'all. For sure. Um, 
Uh, Nap, I know you had a little question in the group chat. Uh, the other oh day. yeah, nah. I, I I had just been. I was sitting down when I woke up one morning. I I saw an argument about like uh you know, I guess it was about like Russell Wilson and like his ability to win the division or something like that. And like it brought me to the question like, is Russell Wilson? better than Matt Stafford like and it, it was it's no shot at Russell Wilson because like we all know like the quick answer is like yes like it's it's easy yeah. he's a two time he's a Super Bowl champion been Super Bowl yeah. a couple times like but you can definitely all, dissect but this art like this when debate. I, when like, I dissect <laughs> it I'm like okay Matt Stafford has had the yeah. better weapon ever like he's had Calvin Johnson but he's had nothing else yeah. outside of that you have Russell Wilson has had Doug Baldwin, um, Marshall Tyler Lynch. Lockett, Marshawn Lynch. DK. He's got DK Metcalf. To, uh, I mean Legion of to, Boom, like, <laughs> like Percy, <laughs> Percy Harvin. Like he had a slew of guys come yeah. through that were just straight weapons for him at times, and that Jimmy Graham. Like and these just like you know this is no like you can't take it away from him that he had weapons. No, like, you know all, what I mean. But I think. It speaks to I think it speaks more to Stafford throwing for four and five thousand yard seasons doing the same thing that Russell Wilson's yeah. doing as far as passing wise with less talent. Yeah. In entirety. Yeah. I mean, again, I think Stafford is just one of those like I think most fans is a t- the type of guy that you root for because like either way, like he's gonna go out there and ball and do his thing, like whether he's playing on a broken leg, broken thumb, like we've seen time and time again, like Clips of Stafford leading a team to a game-winning drive, you know, on certain instances. He hasn't won a lot, but um, throughout his career, he's led um, some pretty good comebacks. I'm pretty sure on the trivia, um, we talked about how he led the league in comebacks one year. Yeah. So, um, Most, uh, f- uh, fourth quarter or, like, come. Yeah. yeah fourth quarter. Yeah, I got that one wrong. I said Brady, but. <laughs> I mean, good, good guess. <laughs> nah, but it, I, it was too early. I jumped the gun. But yeah. Anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, nah, Matthew Stafford is definitely like super underappreciated, um, and not many people like know that. Like, he's one of those guys. Like, if he had, like, if he was in a better situation, it's like, all right, is he like a top five quarterback? We gonna see this year. Well, I believe. well, here's my thing, and that's that's what I was gonna that's what I was gonna get to. I think that you know, as of right now, the quote on Russell Wilson's a quote unquote best court better quarterback out of the two as far but i think that matt safford is going to win their division yeah he's more equipped that makes that will make him this year the better quarterback because if he can get the best of him twice or split and have the better record going into the playoff and have you know you know he's going to get the stats that's the one thing that stafford is going to do he's going to get you the stats no matter who he's throwing it to so him getting Cooper Cup and Robert Woods is just gonna up his like those are You got Cam If you're thinking about those are his best weapons in the past ten years, yeah. like Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are his be- are gonna be his best yeah. weapons in the past ten years as far as like in the grand scheme of all the receivers we've seen in the past, like you know what I mean? Like these guys no, are really these guys are good see. good players, but like in the grand scheme, they're not like the first guys that come to mind. We're thinking about league top league talent. Like, hey, bro, they had the <laughs> the Rams gave up what two first rounders and a third. So the Rams don't have a first round pick for like the next like 
three years or something like that. But yeah, they're, they're, hey, they're, they're, they're planning on winning now with him. Oh, yeah. And I think, like like I said before, prior. They thought um, that with Jared Goff, too. There's like. There's <laughs> nah, but like, Goff, they, they drafted him. And yeah, they, they yeah. thought they, they were trying to do their talent evaluation, with their, which they're not that great at. They're good at bringing in guys that are already good. <laughs> they, right. can bring in, they can bring in guys that are already good, but their talent evaluation is not up to par. Not yeah, the quarterback a lot of, at least. Yeah. A lot of pressure. Um, they got Donald. They, 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 they miss on that. It's not hard to miss on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But we'll see. I mean, like I was saying, uh, I think um, – if they had the same weapons or similar weapons like this year, it's going to be uh, – I'll have definitely have a decision by the end of the year. But I got to give it to Russell Wilson uh, just because I, I want to give Matthew Stafford the benefit of the doubt and say he's better. Yeah. Uh, but I just can't do that because it just hasn't been um, – Consistent. He hasn't – yeah, he hasn't, hasn't been team. in his favor. Has, yeah, hasn't been in his favor basically. Um, well, it's been consistent, but he hasn't – his team's success has not been – yeah, what we yeah, need yeah. to see exactly so um but still mad love to matthew stafford always appreciated uh here at the zone talk podcast uh you're better than matt ryan i'll tell you that yeah mm-hmm. uh, in my mind in, in my mind too that'd be a debate <laughs> for don't. a lot of people but yeah i i, I, I know what you mean <laughs> um but getting to the end of the pod uh we did hear uh, that the Dallas Cowboys are expected to be uh, on this year's HBO's oh. Hard Knock series, um, and like so the, what fourth time? Dog, they, <laughs> yeah, I think it's the third, fourth time. I don't know. I saw I seen Jason Garrett on it too much. Who uh, would we want to see on Hard Knocks? Like what franchise? The New England Patriots. Oh, Bill ain't going yeah, for that. I, I need to see what Bill is is conjuring yeah. up. I mean, y'all got a good idea what he's like. <laughs> like nah, nah. But I don't bro. think but I don't think he would want that. You feel me? <laughs> bro, he don't even want to be in Madden. <laughs> let alone be in hard knocks. That's New England. So that's a dub for New you England. You know how like Nah, you're not having he's my really playbook. You gotta be the, he's not really the only court QB, the only coach not in Madden. <laughs> like, it's been saying New England coach since what, like 2000? Yeah. 2000. Gr- Griffin Murphy. Yeah, all type of crazy <laughs> crap. And so, shout out to those who know what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, but I, I like that. I mean, I kind of like the choice of the Cowboys. I, I'm glad I don't have to see Jason Garrett um, be the. Be I the do want to see like Dak's comeback. That's that, what I'm that's, saying. That's like, gonna be a cool I, thing. To I want to see where Dak is at. I want to get an idea of where Zeke is at because I actually think Zeke is poised for like a top three year at running back um, with the O line coming back healthy, Dak being healthy. And Zeke is a dog. I know last year wasn't it. it he was a little bit injured. O-line had a lot of trouble um, with injuries. But I think he's a huge bounce-back candidate uh, this season to have, like, a really dog year. Remind people who he is. I want to see Mike McCarthy because, like, going I don't into, care for him, but I'm well, glad no. it's not Jason Garrett. Well, going into, like, this past season, like, when they signed him, I felt as if, like, oh, like, this is perfect. Like, he has I felt he would help them. winning history with the Packers. Yeah. And I think, like, it was disappointing for me because obviously their season went the way it went, but it was just chaos. So I, I want to know, like, how he's coaching them up and what that is like because, I mean, clearly they're not – they haven't been responding to anything as far as the success that they've had. Um, their defense is 
They draft. I think they drafted like all defenders in the, in the, in the yeah, they draft too. Draft, so. Yeah, I think they might, for the most part. Yeah, the most I think part. there might have been one offensive player, yeah. but they drafted like ninety yeah. percent defense. Um, um, and so I hope to see a, a, a little boost there on that end, help Dak Prescott out. Uh, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. I like the Hard Knock series. Um, which which team? Which time was your favorite? Or what? Do you guys have a favorite team that you saw in Hard Knocks? <laughs> I liked the Ravens with like. Uh, Shannon like Sharp, back back, back. way yeah, way back, yeah, like two thousand. Yeah, that was that one's like comes to mind for me. Um, back when Rex Ryan was the D coordinator. Oh no um, no Rex. Speaking of Rex Ryan, when the Jets were on the Jets, hard knock, yeah, that, when he was like, let's go eat a goddamn snack. Yeah, Yo, the, that was the Jets funny. one is iconic. That one, I I I can't get over that one, man. And uh, who's like the Chargers were on it not too long ago. That one was pretty dope. That one was like that was the was COVID funny. one, right? Yeah, it was mass, funny because yeah. like that whole like theme of that was like oh covid yeah, covid yeah, covid like yeah, it was yeah. just crazy crazy kind of kill, killed the vibe of it yeah um but it is what it is i'm looking forward to this though uh i really wish we would get like the patriots on <laughs> hard knocks or um but i would like the jacksonville jaguars this year that would that would have been a nice choice but they you for hard knocks you can't do a first year head coach uh so, oh really so that's the only reason they Isn't have that, that rule in place i didn't even know that. i don't think there's anything to see in foxborough though Cause you know, like off the field stuff. Like, yeah, but it's just Vegas. it's just not knowing that makes you want to know. Like, no one in the league could tell me about Belichick's day to day or the Patriots' day to day. Like, nobody has any perspective on that. But to get like an inside view of it, it's just curiosity. Like, damn, like like when he cut Jonas Gray after scoring four touchdowns. I in the wish game. they would have got that on. And then he showed up yeah. late to a meeting and yeah. cut him. <laughs> like, yeah, that's hey, cold. Don't be late, B. Shit, he was fucking up. Um, and then last but not least, Josh Gordon. Certainly not least. Has officially submitted his reinstatement letter to the NFL commissioner and hopes to be with the team for training camp. Uh, the NFL has been randomly drug testing Gordon for the past three months and is said to have passed all tests. Uh, and Nap, what'd you, what'd you say? And then, <laughs> he said he ain't got <laughs> <laughs> he said he ain't got no quit in him. Yeah. I was like, hey, man. You can't call him a quitter. That's one thing you can't call him. You can call him a, whatever you want as far as drug-related, nah, football-related. Call him what you want. You cannot call Josh Gordon a quitter. My man is not giving nah, up that's, on that's his a, dream. That's a big fact. I mean, in this case, like, for me, it's just bigger than, like, football. This obviously. is. Like, this is – this is him, like, basically clearing his name that, like, yo, like, I'm not this just fucking drug addict that everybody thinks I am. Like, yeah. I'm a functioning human being that can, you know. He's trying his best. Like, trying his best to, like, succeed at the highest level. And there's people who can use the thing, the drugs. Well, people who use the supplements I use recreationally on a daily basis, but I get penalized for it. And I get slandered for it. At the Olympics. Oh, don't, 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 oh, please man. don't. <laughs> yeah. That is it. <laughs> like, like, don't, we, we not going to bring that up here. That'd be a whole. Shout out to Carrie, though. You know. For sure. I, I dare them to let her run that four by one. Yeah. <laughs> she'll be they, all They them, said, yo. She'll be yo, all them bait. Yo. Oh, my God. <laughs> the replacement for her really said, like, I just feel blessed, and I feel like God just put me in this situation. Oh, no, nah, I ain't trying to hear that. <laughs> yo, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yo, she came in fourth place. Talk, hey, you going to come in talking like that. Yeah, God just, yeah. you know. My message my message for this uh, Olympics to the kids is don't do drugs. 
No way, she didn't that, say that. Oh nah. Oh nah. Nah. Like this is why I didn't want to bring that up. Shout <laughs> out Devonte Burnett, Boston native, uh, running for DT. Running for uh, Team Jamaica, I think, right? Yeah, he's running um, for Jamaica. So has, we ever we we ever had any Olympians out of Boston running? Not running. Like, I don't. Uh, I don't. We got Stalo. Not no, that's huge because <laughs> I, bro. <laughs> 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 I seen him the other day. Solo. Yeah. Oh, shout out to him. Oh, nah, but definitely shout out Devonte Burnett. Uh, ran a ten six at the uh, Pac twelve championship. Qualified for the uh, qualified for the Olympics, and you know yeah, he's, at, to, he's at USC. Uh, Boston run, native. Run, run with him. Uh, Cambridge Jets. He was like way younger than me. Tiny, and he would dust me, yeah. to say the least. I raced him senior year <laughs> twice. He busted that ass once. I busted that ass the other time. <laughs> you know, we'll talk about that another time, though. For real. But uh, appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, y'all know what it is. Follow us on all the socials, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Zone Talk Podcast. We'll be back with you guys next week. Uh, and God bless. Peace Zone out. Talk, Zone Talk, Zone Talk. <laughs> Type of make a move and don't nobody know You don't gotta hide it if you wanna let it show, girl All I need is anywhere a little bit of dope Soon as I get them both, you know I'm all ready to go, yeah Never mind them rookies, baby, come fuck with the pro We can do it faster, we can do it slow Never mind them knocks, yeah, leave them at the door I know what your spots like, I've been there before, yeah. I left my main hoe, now my son my main hoe Jigga chain clothes, live exquisite, they know Performing plain clothes, get the bag and race home Ain't got time for lame-mos or any of you lame-mos Riding something for him, riding in that Zane low. Rich or poor, I'm still gonna live by the same code. Off the throne, it's hard to think how I got home. I'm at the mall shopping, but I think I got those. I got drugs up in my system, I might go off. Hey. Quarter on the beat, I told him go off. I ain't never been the type to show off. And I ain't never pressed, don't make me go off. Ay. Okay, I want a deal, but they be robbed. still my buy a crib from north up to prospect. Kill these niggas, bite me hard. I feel like ho. They feel these niggas flex too hard. They care about hoes for real. Yeah. Top speed, OD, low key on me. Top speed, OD, low key. Shorty won't get drafted, but I'm only trying to blaze her. 20 out of 10 every single time I raid her. Probably got a hundred on the dash just like a racer. I'ma go top speed. I'ma go top speed. Yeah. I'ma go top speed. I'ma go top speed.